In the mid-1950s, a series of major hurricanes hit the East Coast, causing millions of dollars in damages and killing about 400 people. Hurricane Connie came in 1955. Congress asked the Army Corps of Engineers to figure out ways to protect the coast, but before they even finished their studies, Hurricane Donna, one of the biggest storms on record, careened into New York. Dan Mundy Sr. was 22 years old at the time, a superintendent at a factory in Far Rockaway, near JFK Airport. You know, Hurricane Donna, I had only been married a year. He remembers the day, in 1960, when Donna hit. The bay and the ocean met at 32nd Street in Rockaway for the first time in a long time. And that was like, oh my God. I can't believe this. Mundy was at work all day while his wife stayed at their house in nearby Broad Channel. She was nine months pregnant, and she walked about three to 500 feet up the street to her girlfriend's house in water up to her neck. Hurricane Donna gave those Army Corps studies an extra urgency. When the plan for the Rockaways finally came out, Mundy got a hold of a copy. I looked at it and I said, wow, yeah, this, is, this is some dream here, you know. Monday and I are talking on Rockaway Beach, looking out at the Atlantic Ocean. In the plan from the mid-60s, the Army Corps recommended dumping tons of sand here to make the beach higher and broader, and then building a massive seawall along the entire length of the boardwalk. This big seawall, 18 foot above sea level for eight miles. That wall would rise up a bit above the boardwalk surface, like a solid fence that people could lean on and look out over towards the ocean. Levees and dikes, uh, a hurricane gate across Jamaica Bay, you're going to stop the water from coming in and out. The Army Corps understood the dangers the Rockaways faced. The Corps knew that a heavy tidal surge would flood not just the peninsula, but would also go around it and end up inundating neighborhoods on the inside of Jamaica Bay, like Broad Channel and Canarsie, which was exactly what happened during Sandy. The hurricane gate would have been kept open in good weather, but would have been closed before storms. At the time, Mundy thought the idea is fanciful. But six months after Sandy flooded his own house, he wonders. What if that plan had been put into effect? Mundy is standing on the beach, right where the flood wall would have gone, watching city workers put together restrooms and lifeguard stations. Sandy's storm surge shattered the boardwalk and killed nine people on the peninsula. We might not be standing here looking at this 24-7 operation that's going on here, trying to get this beach ready. It wasn't just the Rockaways that the Army Corps saw as vulnerable back then. It made a similar proposal for a seawall on Coney Island's beach. For Staten Island, the Corps suggested a thick reinforced levee, 15 feet above sea level, to wrap around neighborhoods like Oakwood Beach and Midland Beach. Had these structures been built and functioned as expected, they most likely would have saved lives and millions of dollars in damage from Sandy. Just think of what we're paying here, $60 billion in Sandy? At the time, the Corps estimated the three plans would have cost about $100 million. That was big money back then, worth well more than half a billion dollars today, and right as the city was entering its fiscal crisis. What's more, the Rockaways study didn't get released until the mid-60s, several years after Donna. The Coney Island study, even later. And during those six years, there was no major events in between. Six years is a big big difference in, you know, people's lifespan and, and whatnot. So people calmed down and they just, you know, they just went with the flow. So the studies essentially died because of lack of interest and money. 
there were plenty of other engineering projects around the country that powerful congressmen wanted to get done instead in their districts. But now, there's lots of money to protect the country's coastline, as much as $4 billion, thanks to the federal Sandy Aid Bill Congress passed in January. And the Army Corps is reviewing the plans it developed in the 1960s. Dan Fault is the project manager for a new study for the Rockaways. So yes, we're looking at flood walls and seawalls as possible alternatives. The proposed floodgate at the mouth of Jamaica Bay raised some environmental issues even 50 years ago. How do you keep the water and sea creatures flowing freely in and out of the inlet? Fault says some new technology has been introduced since then. These are uh, uh, gates that um, they're installing in the Venice Lagoon in Italy. And these probably would not really impact the environment of Jamaica Bay, but at least the ones in Venice are wildly expensive. Environmentalists are wary of the heavy engineering solutions that the Army Corps proposes. Oren Pilkey is a professor emeritus at Duke University. Whatever happens, the Corps of Engineers should not be allowed to come up with final plans. The city, the towns must have their input from other scientists, from oceanographers, from geologists. Some levees around New Orleans failed during Hurricane Katrina. And even assuming they hold up, Pilkey argues levees only encourage development in areas that people should be moving away from. Dan Mundy considers himself to be an environmentalist. I am the founder of the Jamaica Bay Eco Watchers. He's helped restore Jamaica Bay's salt marsh and understands the power of natural solutions. But he thinks the Army Corps should get a fair hearing. This time, he thinks its plans will go farther than they did 50 years ago. Nobody even talked at that point in time about what to do about the next time. You know, we just put the mops away and people went back to normal. I don't even think people stripped their walls at the time and worried about mold. Mundy's own copy of that 1960s-era study for a seawall, it sat on his shelf for a very long time until Sandy flooded his home and took it off to sea. For WNYC, I'm Matthew Sherman.